Not bad. Hello. Ooh. Good morning to you. Huh? <laughs> hey. Latency is better than normal. Oh, That's think. interesting. Oh, look at my video quality. It's amazing. <laughs> Can you see me? Hi. I thought my lighting was going to be better or worse. I'm in a tunnel <laughs> underground. I'm using, you know, those like magnifying, like, like you look through a magnifying device and it has a, a light underneath it. I got one of those <laughs> as a light right now. Yeah, that looks good. We'll Fine. use some AI feature to light you up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I put the light on, but you know, it'll flash the battery in the van. Hey, train your car battery immediately. I was just thinking, like, I should probably travel with like one of those fancy lights, like you have, and then and then you came on without any light, and I was like, ah, going red, <laughs> I guess. You on the road? Yeah, doing a little a little visit of some family in the center of the United States. And cool. in some in a basement of one of the family members, we just kind of got here today. So <laughs> Sweet. it's not probably going to be the best audio episode quality wise. I'm on headphones and gems on headphones. Oh, no, you do have your good microphone. Just me. Yeah, I got my mic. Oh, yeah. I've got two options. We'll see how it turns out. But I didn't travel with a Sweet. microphone. Cool. <laughs> Always travel with a microphone. Always be rolling. Are you feeling better? Any any different from? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot different from when we last spoke. Yeah, week and a half ago, when, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of over the pain stage and just into the. I've got this a big annoying plastic boot on my foot stage, right? Which I can't, still can't put any weight on it, so I'm still hobbling around on crutches. Right. Haven't got back into the workshop yet, except for one little sojourn. I saw. Oh, so you were, but yeah. you were sitting in. Directing or work, collaborating. Oh, yeah, yeah, pointing. pointing. Over there. Uh, but I hope to start getting in a little bit more. It's complicated by the fact that uh, we still don't... I'm sitting in the work van now, which we've been using a little bit to move the kids around, but we still don't have a, our car back from when it got taken out by the kangaroo. And I can't ride my bike. So a little bit limited in terms of movement, which is frustrating. Right. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going all right. Yeah. Could be worse, I suppose. You, you could, could be very yes. immobile or worse. Yeah. Yep. Indeed. What's yeah, happening? Doing all right. Yeah. Let's see. Workwise, I guess, shipped the. We didn't have very many pre orders of Laguna Dust Boots, which was fine. I didn't really know how it was going to go. Kind of an experiment. Mm. Luckily, I mean, one reason to do it, honestly, was just that it was really easy to shift away, shift from the original version to that. It was like basically two different parts. Yeah. And I wasn't, I mean, I don't think this is like too obvious, but like I'm not like gonna sink my entire business into making dust boots for people. And it, it's a it's a good product for those that need it, but it's not a wide need. You know, like not every shop yeah. needs one. Most machines have something, so it was just an easy. I would have been nice if we sold a bunch right away, but so far, either I don't have the right audience for it at the moment, or mm. they don't feel the need, or you know, somewhere in between. Just didn't sell super well in the first week but we did go from a pre-order to shipping the pre-orders in under a week so i was pretty stoked about that (laughs) or i guess under a work week not a whole calendar week but yeah under under the time of when we said we would so i just wanted to reclaim my horrible record a little bit yeah that's fantastic yeah it it felt kind of i didn't really know if it was actually going to happen you know like 
as easily, right? Like, you know, it would have been, yeah. we, we had parts on order and they, and basically if they wouldn't have shown up in time would be the only <laughs> chance why. Cause like we had them sitting there ready. We had the material, we had everything ready. So it took us like all of a couple of days to finish that up. And so yeah, it's the, for the, I guess the person that a couple of people ordered got theirs might've gotten them already, but it was really nice to just go from like, Oh, we have all these things figured out mm. as well as like the, the install guide didn't involve any changes to the machine. So it was just like, I went from like having to help people rewrite code in their control. So it would work fine and not crash into <laughs> things or remove old features to this one. It was like unscrew bolts, rescrew on the nuts yeah. at the end. That's it. So that was, mm, that was really simple. It's been a while since it's been that easy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, not not super eventful. Like, yeah. Um, how about you? What about you? Kind of back to work full time this week from the couch. Yeah. And so the last couple of weeks have kind of been weird, bitsy, kids at home, school holidays, trying to work mm-hmm. when I can. Yeah. Which has been weird. It's kind of, we've only just entered that age where school holidays are a thing. It's like, oh, this is going to be, you know, many years now where this is like this strange interruption where it should be kind of fun, but it's also kind of weird because it's like, feel really unproductive, but also just want to spend time with kids. So that's been an interesting new sort of factor. But no, I've been working on bits and pieces, just trying to finalize our marketing plan for the next six months which is kind of weird i think i chatted about that last episode about trying to build a plan that was actually going to be functional for me because i'm so bad at like making a plan and then not looking at it and just kind of forgetting about it and i built out this whole thing in notion i got a bit excited about notion (laughs) for a while there i keep thinking i'm gonna do that too why didn't we build our whole erp in this scrap Uh, it and start again I mean, when, to be um, fair, when you started it, when you started yeah. Airtable, it was probably around or before I did, and Notion was, like, way less of a thing than it is now. Like, it was not anywhere near the same product yeah, as it sure. is now. Way more simplified. Yeah. You were there first in Airtable, for sure. You were oh, part really? of the inspiration, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> anyway, had a, had, a, had a go at Notion. It's pretty cool, but I... I saw the light and I was like, what am I doing? Trying to like familiarize myself and build another little system within a different platform. So I came crawling back to Airtable and built built the bones of the marketing plan in about 10 minutes in Airtable. And then I've been working on fleshing that out. So that's been good. Still been mucking around with Notion for some note-taking stuff just out of interest. But yeah. Because Jay, Jay is still planning to move all of our like standards and procedures into Notion for like a, yeah. as the team wiki resource thing. I feel like that'd be a um, much better place. Like, I, yeah. yeah, I've been surprised. Like, no knock. Like, I like that it's nice that you have everything in one place. But I personally couldn't. It. I'm too much of a formatting like snob i yeah. think or just like i can't i couldn't imagine how i would do it inside of there so i can imagine notion mm. being a much better choice or for me anyway yeah 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 for us too like because most of the team are pretty visual people i think it will suit us better to have it yeah. formatted in a more visual way 
right? Yeah, so been mucking around with that, trying to, what else, trying to keep a few little product development things ticking along. And I've been, oh, this is an interesting one. I've been sort of back in the design workspace a little bit on a few custom jobs, trying to sort of, there's been some feedback amongst the team that our sort of design language has shifted a bit, kind of with mm. new people in new roles and new responsibilities. Yep. And me sort of stepping back from being the person who's, you know, designing a lot of the custom um, right. solutions on custom jobs. There's been a bit of feedback of like that I need to sort of get my hand and eyes back into that process to sort of ensure that what we're outputting is kind of within the, right. the LB language and vocab. It's inevitable, yeah. And it's yeah. kind of a natural transition. It was a natural transition and it's fine, but yeah. So I've kind of just been getting a little bit more involved in some of those custom jobs again, which has been cool. Bit of a head shift, but kind of pleasing to, right. to do, do some sort of d- deep dives into custom jobs and getting back into that kind of design research phase, which I feel like I haven't done for ages. There's a spider right. on my screen. Oh, um, yeah. You're, you're, you know, yeah. All I can imagine is that you're just like, oh, you still need me for design? Oh, no, I couldn't possibly come back. No, I can't. Too busy. Sorry. Oh, really? I guess I can. That's how I would be. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, because I'm, I'm much more driven to design, like the product side of things. I'm less yeah. interested <laughs> these days in the sort of custom, custom cabinetry or joinery side. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always good to fill in the end, though. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. What else? I don't know, man. Well, strange times, strange times. I bet it's got to be hard to stay focused and work from a couch. Yeah, it's getting harder. The first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, this is fine. I can maintain momentum and enthusiasm. But the longer it is, the harder it is to sort of stay connected with goings on at work. Like really feeling like I need to be connected, but sort of it's getting harder to feel part of it. So, yeah. You need like a little motorized desk. That you can just like move around your house in. I can get around just fine. Hop, hop, hop. Oh, I'm doing a backup at the moment. So I could just tell we had a huge lag there. Let's <laughs> stop that. Data, data spike. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. But yeah, excited, excited to get back into the shop. I had a chat with a, a fella named Richard Blackwell. He's a what is Richard? He is like a CNC machinist, robotics. University technician, artist, sculptor, Superman guy in Sydney. And he's he's been listening to our podcast a bit. And he was saying, he was saying, why don't you guys have a Discord? And we'll get all like the all all the all the like minds who are into CNC and making machines and product design stuff in there. I was like, man, yeah, that'd be cool. But sure, man. It's just another Who's thing gonna to maintain. That? Who's going <laughs> to yeah. manage that? Yeah. No, I get that. I I have a weird kind of feeling. It is. I, I guess I have. If we get into that thought, I I think I maybe it's either my age of like coming up in forums, right? Like mm. the internet was forums. And there's something about Discord that's like or Slack. I find Slack really useful. Not that it's different, but just people use them for different things. Typically, yeah. That, Slack's really useful for work in a quick back and forth messaging, like when you need to know things right away. But like, 
I don't like there's so many things that I want the like a discord the couple that I use most often I want them to like maintain that in a way that I can come back and find it again and you basically uh, only have to rely on the search feature which is just I don't know I get I get that it, it would kind of make sense in this this setting I suppose of being related to this podcast about CNC things and businesses but I just have a weird like it's not existential, but just like the reasoning for the Discord has to have some like yeah. the mid-journey thing makes no sense to me. Like, why would you do it there? You know? <laughs> it's, it's super <laughs> weird. I think it's kind of clever in a way. Like they're just leveraging a platform, right? To deal with sure. a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, I find I have similar concerns about Slack and Discord. Like you invited me to the Insta Machinist Discord, and I like Whenever I get in there, I'm just like, whoa. It's a lot, yeah. So much Yeah, that's exactly. You gotta, like, keep up on it, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's getting, oh, I like sorry, this, mate. like, what's right? People are just getting to work, and the, the workshop alarms are going off. I just, I'll just disarm those, stop my phone that's, buzzing. That's that's good. Yeah. Um, I like this, like, slow <laughs> fade to white were happening in your background, where it was, like, basically nighttime, and now it's like, <laughs> oh, some light. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, on on the Airtable mm. note, I've, mm. I've I've had a few reasons to create like kind of like if you sign up, you get a free download thing. They're mostly to like provide something for somebody, and then we can market to them different you know things over time, right? Yep. Like products. It's kind of a common trade off for something that's free on mm. the internet. And I've always just used like Mailchimp's kind of. Like some way of signing up. So sometimes it's a mail, like an Airtable thing or like whatever it is. And I use like a Zapier to get it over to MailChimp so that I can create some automation. I'm running out of Zapier automations, unfortunately, on the plan I'm mm. on. So I'm trying to like figure out how to be a little. And I also hate the company that owns MailChimp. So I still haven't figured out how to get away from that <laughs> yet, but I need to. And so part of it's not creating more stuff with it. And yeah. so I was like, well, how can I do this with an Airtable thing? And so I start, I'm starting to create new versions of that in Airtable as signups and using that cool. to email list. The trick is that that doesn't create anything into a combined like email thing. So I was playing with GPT to try to get me like over there, like skipping the Zapier step. Awesome. <laughs> and and it, it almost worked like three times. You get to this place where like Zapier basically has the the cor- the market cornered and that they've like got the actual backend connections figured out and like documented mm. whereas GPT is like trying to guess how to solve the API connections even though it's documented it's like yeah. I don't really know why it's failing keep trying stuff and so I spend an hour guess testing with it and it didn't quite work but I was like so close to like skipping yeah, wow. this one it's minor but that's cool though fun weird challenge I guess. So you're connecting to Airtable via the API? Sign up through API, sign up through Airtable, like on a blog post yeah. or something, and then that automatically download, sends the person the download or whatever they're trying to get through the yeah. automations in Airtable. That's easy to do, kind of yeah. WYSIWYG style, but then trying to get like <laughs> the email sign up person to our MailChimp. To MailChimp, yeah, that's cool. Ooh. Yeah, it's probably easier than than it than it's making it, but just it weird just little things like that. Delete. that are like, what? 
But oh, you just need to delete all those old Zapier automations that make your breakfast right. every morning. Clear, right. clear some space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Yeah. It's limited there's, on there's, like there's... monthly runs, isn't it? What was that? So, the Zapier plans work like your limit is like number of monthly like operations or something. It is a monthly number of tasks it can do. And tasks. then that's right. Yeah. Zaps also. Mm. So you have a certain mm. amount, I think it's 20 and then like 750. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't get really yeah. that close to that. But yeah, I still find it super useful. I just know I'm running out of those yeah. little things. And I'm like, I got to start figuring out what better ways to do this. And I was like, I have an AI bot that could be my Zapier. <laughs> awesome. My my other thing that I've thought of to talk about, which going to be a little bit out on, on a side tangent. Do you have Please. anything that you have to ship that is, you have to count a bunch of things out, like hardware pieces, 50 items to go in one order, right? Like Like screws. Yeah. You have stuff like that? Like, how do you go about yeah. ensuring the quality, like the counting is correct? Because we have now a bunch of those items that go into one multiple orders. And no matter what we've tried to do, it's it's really, even with two of us checking them, we still get it wrong sometimes. And it's like when people get stuff and they don't have everything and they're in the middle of installing it, it's a big problem. Mm. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Drug scales. Yeah. I need to get a better one. Okay. Yeah, that's all we've ever used is like a little set of precision scales. But we still get it wrong. Absolutely. Like, because it's still, it's really hard to remove any arithmetic from the process. Like, that's, I mean, that's kind of where Jay had that win recently where they finally worked out using GPT how to code the Airtable formulas and get like the the clip crates in a multiple crate order to right. combine mm-hmm. and then spit out a single number for the person packing the order of like, yeah, there needs to be 60 clips in this order. And then you go to the scales and you weigh out 60 mm-hmm. clips. But the little sticker on the scales only has, you know, increments of whatever, 10, right. 24, whatever the standard sort of clip crate right. quantities are. So there's still definitely room for error. I think you can get scales where you can kind of, that are a bit smarter, so you can kind of have inventory, or you can sort of you can set the rate on them. You can say this is the unit rate for ten. I've weighed ten tiny little screws, and you can say this is counting. 10, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. I need two hundred of them, and it will tell you what you right. need to hit. But yeah, I imagine they're quite expensive. But all yeah, the- we so I think they're called counting scales yeah. typically. Yeah, and we. I got one off eBay that was like 50 bucks. That was like a real estate sale. Like, I don't know what it was. So we get it. I should have known. I should have known that we shouldn't continue using it, but it did. Okay. So it worked ama- <laughs> amazingly right away. Great. It counted. It was way better than anything we had. It seemed very accurate. It was older, but then one day I think we either went to move it or it was started beeping. And so I picked it up to look underneath it and at like a battery acid just started leaking <laughs> everywhere and it melted the carpet it like melted like we like took it out in the drive i was like what do we do with this and we like ran it out to the driveway They're like what are you gonna do with like leaking battery acid i was like get it off the the, the floors where it would mess stuff up and so then i got a new battery real cheap and i was like oh we solved that problem still got this great scale for really cheap because they're like 
two, three hundred dollars. If you get like certified wow. decent ones, you can get a hundred dollar like you know import one. That's that I just feel like we'll be in the, in the same situation. So I've just been trying to get around not paying a bunch of money for a scale, but it seems like it's mm. worth it. I guess at this point. So if 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 it means that you're not ending up in a spot where someone's missing a screw, yeah, it's worth it, right? Or skin. But do you think? Do you think? Yeah, do you think they solved that problem for you? Or there's other yeah, issues solved? Oh, sorry. So I didn't finish my. I guess I didn't finish all of that thought. The so it stopped working recently again. Now it just beeps like a bomb all the time when you turn it on. Like it's like beep, 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 and it like won't go past the setup screen anymore. So I'm like, okay, yeah. this is. We've stopped using it and just using, you know, it, I think it would. I think it would. But the problem is to do six to eight different piece sets of hardware that have between six and 50 pieces each. You've got to set the, the rate for each one of those things for an order, right? And each of each of our ATC orders is unique. Usually it's not like there's just a set thing. So I don't have... Yeah, a great solution, I guess, at this point for that. Other than it just takes a while. I really like that solution that Saunders had in a video with the little three D printed funnels. Do you remember that? It was like a little card, and you had to put in the specific hardware kind of in specific spots on a little three D printed plate. And you tipped the whole mm. thing and had a little funnel mechanism that just piped all the parts down to into a baggie. But it meant yeah. that you kind of had to, vi- you visually had to like fill the plate and you're like, yes, all the positions are filled with the right thing. And then, you, then it goes in the bag. I thought that was really cool. Probably yeah. more suited to low volume hardware counts, but still. Yeah. Cool. Whoa. Um, yeah, no, everything but, I've thought of, like pre, well, the other thought I had was pre-packaging, like, so like the riser boxes have five in each and usually you have 10 to 15 risers you know depending on how many tools there are so mm. i thought well why not pre-package those sets of five with the hardware that goes with that yep it doesn't it it kind of works you still find these situations where it, it almost isn't helpful because then you don't have if you don't have a collective count you know like any it's mm. yeah i don't know it's a weird i'm sure other people deal a lot with this stuff too it's just I think I, we expect it to be faster than it is, and it just ultimately can't be fast, it seems like, and it is hard to get right. So I think you just like yeah. round up often, mm. you know, add a few more than you should, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not expensive. Yeah, yeah, interesting. It must be you. It must be so such a common problem, and there right. must be so many different solutions for it out there. Mm. Interesting. Like the last couple of orders were, were bigger because of how many, like we just had the biggest, largest number of pedestals of 17 on one machine for a pretty big machine. And it was like 240 pieces collectively, mm. you know, between the hard, all a, the hardware things. It's a lot of time to pick and pack. Yeah, it is. That many things. Yeah. I've always had this fantasy with our clip, clips because they're kind of the most awkward thing they come in these so, like, boxes collect. of a set a box of a thousand they all like hang on to each other and clip into each other and so you've got these like tangled yeah. nests of like steel <laughs> you gotta like kind of ex- extract them 
but I've always had this fantasy of like, you know, those like satisfying videos of like the nail sorting machines where it's like two huge magnets and you just drop like a, oh. a drop a handful of nails in a gap and they all go and like are perfectly aligned between the two poles of the magnet. I've always Ooh. had this fantasy for something like that for the clips where you just like drop this matted mess in and it's magnetically right. sorted and aligned and then like you could neatly package them into a box. <laughs> right. You could, yeah, that's got to take a while too, because even if you did it by weight, you still got to untangle them enough to get yeah. them on a scale by weight. So you do, yeah, yeah. Kind of just have Unless to you like, a pile and shake them, and like you, they fall off loose right. into the box. I mean, the like, the like fussy way. If you could demand it with enough, I'm sure you're not making these in house, right? No, no, you just. You, your requirements for packaging are that they get lined up perfectly in rows <laughs> so that you never have the, the tangle problem. Yeah, and so instead of just being spat out by the CNC wire bender into a box, somebody like manually there. sorted. One, yeah. two. Or it's a little UR robot and its only job is little tweezers. <laughs> Shit. I'm trying to break my laptop screen. There's, there's this little um, UR robot. It's got tweezers and it's just taking it from the thing and pulling it over. Oh, and... yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah. Oh, you need another one. robot. Yeah. yeah, I'd love one. I'd love to get a UR to play with. Awesome. Be my little friend. Is there any... I'd wheel it around the workshop. Right. Is there any news on your coming to America stuff or we need to cut out that notice at all? LB coming to America? Huh. Yeah. Um, signed an agreement with... Eric from Goodwood in the Bay Area. And yeah, he's going to start making clip crates under license mm -hmm. over there. And still a bit fair to work out, but uh, yeah, it's happening. Clip, cra clip crates are happening. We're kind of doing that yeah. as an initial test and see how it goes. And yeah, it's exciting. Cool. Don't have to ship Get anything other than maybe clips. Yeah, and we'll, we'll ship clips in the interim, but I think... If if the trial goes well, then I think it'd be great to try and get some. It just makes sense. Like it's a simple, right. simple enough part, and you've got no yeah. shortage of manufacturing over there. We we'll just get the clips made there as well. So, right, yeah, yeah, be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, because of your yeah. crazy tax systems that you've got, I think we're going to set it up in such a way where it's not. It'll kind of be a a link from our website to basically their US website rather than us selling a crate to you in Portland and a crate to someone else in another state yeah. and like it just seems way too complex in terms of that international right. and then whatever the hell you guys are doing with your taxation system. We too don't much know. to handle. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know. So we'll try and set it up in a way where like financially we've just got one relationship with the person right. making the product under license and then yeah uh -huh. yeah i don't know it'd be interesting yeah i was thinking um, you maybe you mentioned that there was something else but i knew knew about the cloak crates maybe that was maybe that was just it yeah that's all we've got in the works at the moment i mean i've had various discussions with people over there about trying to do a similar thing with kit parts it's just a bit more challenging because of the the pencil sharpener factor right Oh, you don't have requires a pencil sharpener a that's the size of <laughs> a giant? Requires a bit more investment and a bit more working out. But yeah, there's some ideas there. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. One idea, one idea that's floating, and I might cut this, but um, 
Yeah, Josh, our fusion detailing guy, is in South Korea on a study tour for a couple of weeks. So John's actually off the machine for a couple of weeks in Josh's ah. role, sort of being being the fusion design lead, which is cool. And Sam, our newest recruit, has been doing a, like an in-house training program with John for the last few months. So Sam stepped up onto the CNCs. So it's kind of nice, nice, like the people's roles. We're trying to get to a point where everyone's got a backup. Yeah. So you're nice. sure away or sick or going on holiday that there's someone in the company who can has the skill, the base skills to step up and cover you. So that's been that good great. progression. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Not, not, not there yet with all the roles, but certainly, yeah, making progress. Yeah. Um, sales is a hard one. Marketing's a hard one. Yeah, but we'll go there, I think, maybe. Sales, man, yeah. Well, what ends up happening with, like, when I'm gone, it's like, just basically to this point now where it's like Ricky or Austin, whoever, there was there was really nobody ever really replacing me. It would be like, well, Justin will be back at some point. So, uh, yeah, can I help with anything else? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the backup. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Works works so well. <laughs> well, that's, that's the advantage of product, right? So you don't... Yeah, right. Yeah. You, you don't need that specifically. No. Right. And he's making gobs of ATC forks right now, so... Awesome. Unless yeah. like Ricky, Ricky has to go on the road with like a trench coat full of ATC pedestals and like <laughs> hawk them on the street. <laughs> hey man, do you need keep, a pedestal? Keep the lights on. Do you need a pedestal? Why is it? I don't get it. I get that enough anyway. Why? What mm. do I need this for? My machine has that. <laughs> so you're making some yeah. more? Some, some more pedestals? Yeah. Got more in the way. Um, yeah, we've we've tried to keep a couple orders worth ahead so there haven't been like crazy amounts it's like been a slow steady sale of new orders and i really i think if those those have a a long life they will be trying to like the one machine in particular that has really no good solutions is the avid other than avid's just a kind of a i guess it's not fully do it's kind of in between diy and professional yeah. user usually like people use them often for yeah. like slab flattening and but they they they're a company that started outside of seattle and kind of like collecting parts so people could make their machines themselves better i think it's my take on how i guess i, I they started up but it's they started to kind of suggest spindles that are ATC capable, but they really don't have like, here's yeah. how you would do it. Well, the last I knew anyway. So people kind of come up with their own solutions for it. And we've had a couple people order with no specialization of our kind of normal modular ones. So I think if cool. I put some effort into like both marketing and trying to make it a little more specific, because I think they're a little toll probably like the gantry ends up being a problem yeah. for some. But. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It goes back to that marketing question, isn't it? Like showing mm. applications in a convincing way. Right. Yeah. Solve, solving people's mm-hmm. pain points. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I am missing um, just being able to like duck into the photo booth at work and like shoot some new, some new content. I feel like I've just been dredging the bottom of the barrel this last few weeks. Like, recycling videos and 
What's what, what's interesting? You kind of said that before, and I know you're. I'm similar, and it's hard to like feel like you're using stuff, but you're. Maybe it's just that I haven't followed you long enough, but like everything you've commented is like a caption of like, oh, I'm still not able to reshoot new stuff, but here's something that I found. And it's like, I've never seen it before. Or the way you present yeah. it, it's like new to me. And so I don't think that, well, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that hopefully in the way that it works anymore, right, too. It's just everybody, mm-hmm. it's all new. It's all new yeah. and told. Yeah. yeah, totally. But it's still frustrating because it's like, I kind of always feel like I need to make something new too. Maybe that's like drilled into us in school or something where it's just like, you can't reuse mm. things. <laughs> this is a new project. Yeah. I watched a, my recommendation actually, which came from a really weird source and I'm not going to be able to pronounce his bloody name. Hang on. I'm going to have to edit this out. It's American. Please hold. I've discovered Aaron, Aaron Draplin, the oh, yeah. graphic designer. Portlander. Right. Yeah. I, 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 he's probably the kind of guy that everyone already knows about, but like I, via a parkour email newsletter that I'm on a mailing list for. <laughs> well, this is getting interesting. At the bottom of the email was a link to this video by Aaron Draplin, and it was just a 15-minute video I'll put it in the show notes about kind of him just talking through his design process around making a new logo for someone. Oh, interesting. And it was so refreshing to watch and it just it kind of really reinvigorated me at the start of the week because i was supposed to be doing this design concept work and it kind of just kick-started me of like yeah like it just shows the way the speed at which he operates in illustrator is really pleasing to watch and like oh yeah can, huh. can be compared to, to you know the way you and i use rhino in terms of that sort of right. fast iterations yeah. of design process yeah, yeah. kind of just copy paste iterate 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 and like work really quick and dirty and uh, yeah it's like you forget thinking about the tool and you just work yeah so yeah just really pleasing and sort of inspirational to see him work and talk about his design process but yeah i'll chuck in the show notes it's a good one yeah he's a maybe you caught this he's a portland native and uh, so i've seen him he'll be it there's these you know every big city probably has these it's like the like events on a weekend where there's like a pop-up store and he is, he, I don't know what his, I think he probably did a lot of client work at the beginning of his career, but now he does probably client work and also sells a lot of like products he designs. So he'll mm. have like all of his, his wares out and he's just like, he's pretty well known. Right. And so like the first time I just saw him there, I was like a little bit starstruck. I was like, <laughs> Draplin's just over there and I can go talk to it. You know, it's like, holy crap. And like everybody else around just kind of acting like, nothing like he's another vendor and i'm like you don't understand this mm. guy's like kind of transformed <laughs> a certain section of graphic design like yeah that's cool that's cool his book is really good too just uh is just that? as inspiration i have it mm. it's great that's the other thing i've been consuming i've been reading rick rubin's book about creativity oh i saw that and that's that's good it's i'm doing it with via audiobook and so it's kind of it's a bit of a weird book to do via audiobook it feels quite sort of a bit broken and bitsy sure because i i feel like if i saw a page of it it's probably just these like little segments but right. i'm trying to absorb it yeah. in this sort of continuous longer form but <laughs> so i suspect it's going to take me a couple of goes to sort of finish it and probably need to re-listen to it but it's got got some really good stuff in it about the creative process and different ways to kind of trick yourself into staying creative and 
getting in a creative space. It's good. Right. Yeah. I see the cover of the book and it's just a circle with a dot. And it, it doesn't really like connect like, like it doesn't feel creative, you know, like and maybe that's the joke or like maybe I've just been had, like I'm supposed to say that. A lot of it's around music, focused around music, but it's yeah, all right. sort of u- universal themes for sure. I, yeah. I suppose that could represent a record or a CD. That was my interpretation. Yes. Right. I didn't catch that. I'm podcasting right now. I can't think too. Well, I'm getting cold in the in the van. Yeah, we should probably head off. You might go and do some things. You should go and see uh, right. your family. Yeah, half of them are napping. The other half are, I don't know, doing something else. So I'm going to go nice. jump in a pool, though, I think. It's like real warm here. Awesome. It's wet and yeah. rainy here. So enjoy. Sorry. <laughs> enjoy the summer. The cool. summer. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in from the basement. Basement van. Yeah. That's a good Corner. title. Basement van. I like it. <laughs> cool. Good to see, see you. Ya. Hey, two seconds. I was, I've been been waiting to tell you this, and I couldn't. Mm. All right. Get out of your cold van. Yeah, I will. Have fun. Bye. Nah. Yeah.